I've lived in New Jersey my entire life. I've been a fiction writer, actor, playwright, blogger, gourmet chef, home renovator, event planner, landscape architect, and decorator. I'm married to a professional drummer who is also an award-winning photographer, so the arts have always been really important to me. There are so many people in New Jersey that are involved in the arts, and I am planning to talk to all of them. Well, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. And I'm inviting you to listen in. I'm Lucille Sapio, talking arts and culture, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk. My conversation today is with Jill Pesciata, who is a talented and celebrated photographer, but she credits her mother, Trudy Mara, for her artistic roots and creative passion for fine art photography. Today we talk about how her mother influenced her, how she approaches photography as an art, and why editing can be almost as important as taking that amazing photo. Hello, Jill. Hello. I understand that your mother was an incredibly talented photographer, but like most artists, that wasn't her main profession. Was photography a second career after her law career? My mother, when I was a kid, went to Monmouth College. And she was a painter and a photographer and a sculptor. She did everything. She often took pictures, did street photography in New York City and developed the pictures in black and white. And then she would choose which one she wanted to paint. So that's how she sort of started out. And then she became a single mother of three and art was not very prolific. And she kind of struggled through different jobs and tried to make ends meet and then... When she was in her 40s, she went back to law school and became a New Jersey certified trial attorney, so she did medical malpractice. So that was a complete opposite side of your brain. Um, Well, and it was a complete opposite, because most people, after a while, when they retire or when they get older, they go, okay, now I'm going to do what I really want to do. Your mother kind of did it the opposite way. Yeah, 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 out of necessity. She did really well for herself. She worked her butt off, and uh, I'm very proud of her. So I'm going to guess that your mother's interest in the arts is what piqued your interest. Absolutely. I loved that we had this big closet. I would open it up every day. So let's do paper mache. Let's do this. (laughs) So it's kind of like a kid's dream come true. It really was. It really was. And then after she retired, she got interested in fine art photography when she went to my friend uh, Paul Sandyford's photography show. It was down in Allenhurst. And she just said I want to do this and then she started doing it years before I did and taking lessons with Lori Egan who is a master photographer and then she kept asking me to do it with her and I I was doing voice lessons for fun and I I was you know stay-at-home mom and I had so much going on I, I was like I can't but then I finally started taking classes with her I believe in 2008 And then it just took off. It became such a passion of mine. I I didn't even know I had that talent. So it was very exciting for me because it was something I could do with her as well. What do you consider your biggest photographic success, whether it's in terms of sale price or just how well the photograph turned out? Much to my surprise, I applied for the Guild of Creative Art membership, and they had to be a theme. My bent was more urban and building architecture, so it was a recurring theme naturally. So Mm -hmm. I put together a portfolio, and I actually got exhibiting membership as opposed to like going up the ranks. Mm -hmm. And what organization is this? Oh, the Guild of Creative Art in Shrewsbury. Okay. So I've been a member ever since, and then my crowning achievements was winning Best in Show. I believe it was like my first photography show. Mm. It was Eyesights, which is their yearly photography show. I actually won two years in a row. 2010 and 2011 best in show and it was I was just amazed and it was great because my mom who has since passed was alive to see that 
So tell me about some of your early failures as a photographer. As a photographer, as a lot of artists struggle with self-esteem. And what was always a challenge for me was not so much taking the picture, but editing. And when my mom was alive, she, she was just a whiz at anything technical. And we would sit at the computer together, and she would actually do the Photoshop editing while I would tell her, take this out, lighten this, crop it here. So it was great. She was like my personal assistant. <laughs> and, then, and then after she passed, I was like, uh-oh, I got to figure this out. So that's been a big challenge for me. And, you know, photography is kind of like playing tennis you're only as good as your last photograph or your last shot and of course there's plenty of shots that are not worthy but you have to keep keep at it like your husband Gary has told me several times you're <laughs> supposed to have your camera in your hands every single day at least for 15 minutes and you didn't bring it today and I didn't bring it <laughs> and I, 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 I hear of Gary's voice in my head <laughs> so you've had your work shown in a number of venues in this area what are some of them well, naturally, the Guild of Creative Art, uh, the Belmar Arts Council, which back then was called the Boatworks, the Oyster Point Hotel, we did a show, the McKay Imaging uh, Photography Studio in Red Bank, a frame store, it's no longer there, Frame to Please was in Red Bank. I've exhibited at restaurants, so it's, it's, been, it's been an honor. Let's talk about your show at the McKay Gallery in Red Bank. Tell me about that. Bob McKay chose one of my photographs, which it was a great honor. And what photograph was um, that? It was called Sandman. I must have gotten up at like 5 o'clock and I was on vacation in Cape May Point. And I took my camera out and basically put my camera in, in the sand. So it was eye level with just the sand and it had all these grooves in it because it had been groomed. And I got some great shots and the one shot that was... The money shot was there was a, happened to be a, a man in the... In the, on the horizon walking so I called the photograph Sandman and, it, and at that point in the morning the, the sky had was like almost like a purple I submitted that and then somebody commented I can't remember who um, and I also am swayed by what people say they said oh shouldn't shouldn't the um, sky be blue so I was like okay yeah maybe I should make the sky more blue than purple so I changed it and I sent sent it over to Bob and I said I I, I have this is I just changed it slightly he said oh no Jill he said that's not why that's all wrong and I was like you know so, you, so your first inclination was yes go yeah. with your gut stick with it and of course Jill you and I have known each other for a long time but the first time we met was at the show that you and your mother had exhibited in. Yes, we had a joint show at uh, the Guild of Creative Art. It was called, we called it Beach Generations, and we had multiple photos each, and it was such a joy. And our mutual friend Susan, I had invited her. I played tennis with her at the time, and she said, "I can't make it, but can I invite my friends Gary and Lucille?" I said, "Sure." <laughs> and you came up to me, and I immediately knew who Gary was somehow, because uh, I had been a fan of Line Drives, and and then we just we all hit it off, and we've been really good friends ever since. So yeah. it's been a, that was a good thing to come out of that. Yes. Have you limited yourself to local competitions, or has your work been submitted to competitions on a broader basis? Yeah. So it's really a matter of dedication and laziness. I basically stay <laughs> local. I would love to. It really takes time and effort. How would you describe your style of photography? 
you call it fine art photography. How does how do you distinguish fine art photography from any other kind of photography? Obviously, a lot of people consider themselves photographers because they have a cell phone. And there are a lot of great photographs taken with cell phones. I believe that not every picture is fine art. It has to have an angle or communicate something. It's not just um, documenting something that brings emotion to people. So. Are there any disappointments that you can talk about? Yes. I was uh, in a show in Belmar. The show was about, was, I think it was color. And obviously the focus was, you know, color. take an interesting <laughs> picture where the colors are saturated or, or vibrant. And, and I had, I had uh, visited Paris and took a picture of the couture in a Paris window. So it was reflections of the buildings from behind in these gorgeous, beautiful dresses. Um, and one was a yellow dress. It was just a beautiful, bright yellow, and yellow happens to be my favorite color. When I went to the, the opening and they announced the winner, I won runner-up. And the winner was a beautiful photograph of sunflowers. I, rem I had spoken to the judge and he said, you know, Jill, it was really hard to make this decision. It was like throwing a coin up in the air. Now, when your stuff is in a gallery or in a show, what kind of dumb comments have you heard people saying? Do any of those comments bother you? No. What appeals to one person doesn't appeal to another. Mm -hmm. And I've, you know, I've heard people walk by and not be impressed. But more than not, uh, people are very kind. Yeah. Do you, do you focus on the attractive or the disturbing? I kind of do a mix of both. I love, uh, like, decay and interesting uh, photographs. But I also love color. So that usually is more happy how, and how do you decide what you're going to photograph? Do you plan ahead or do you just wait for something to catch your eye? So typically when I was, a lot of times when I was doing the class, uh, we would get assignments, which is always helpful. Sometimes, sometimes you're, you're just like, I don't feel, you have to feel it. You have to feel what you want to photograph and how you want to photograph it. Um, and a lot of times I keep like a little log when I drive by something. I'll say, that looks like a cool spot, and I'll go back and take pictures. Are there other artists, other than your mother, who have inspired you? <laughs> my friends. <laughs> my friends, Gary Dates, my teacher Lori Egan, my friend Paul Staniforth, Bob Dowd, Marilyn Baldy. There's a lot of my, my peers yeah. who I am so honored to be among them. How often do you visit art galleries or museums to get inspiration? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> the last museum I went to is a it's a new museum in the city called Photographska, I believe it's called. It was great. It's not overwhelming and it's just photography and they feature a particular artist or a particular theme and they had musicians. People took pictures of musicians, famous musicians and it, it was great. If someone is interested in photography and wants to become more adept at it, what, what would your advice to them be on, on how to do that? I think you just start out with the passion. You have to have the passion and you have to have the eye. But um, then again, you, you know, everybody now, like of course you can use an iPhone, but most people are using a single lens reflex camera. For those who don't know, when you're using a single lens reflex, you're actually looking through the lens when you take the picture. And there are so many different settings. You can obviously go with the automatic setting, but you can change a lot of things. Yes. So I shoot in RAW and not uh, JPEG. 
because you have a lot more control over your editing. And honestly, my goal is to shoot it as is and not have too much editing because editing, although it's great, it's also a little, like I mentioned before, a challenge for me because it's computer and technology and I have the eye more than the technical aspects. And, and some people might say doing all that editing is kind of cheating. Yeah, but it is an art in itself and it's a different kind. In the beginning, when I first started, they actually didn't like too much editing and now it's like it's a whole genre and it's yeah. a whole category by itself. I think honestly like a little bit of tweaking but you know when you get the money shot. You yeah. just know it. Yeah. And that's like the best feeling. Maybe a couple of little blemishes and and cropping is, is huge. Mm -hmm. Cropping the picture can make the biggest difference. Now you mentioned that you've taken classes with uh, Lori Egan and, and some other places. Do you think that that's that, that really helped you understand how to compose and use the different settings on cameras? So there's two different types of classes I've taken. One is the technical, how to operate all the settings. Yeah, and like if you want the, the forefront to be in focus and the, and the background to be blurred or vice versa. Exactly. You could teach the technical, Gary has said, but you can't give someone the eye. A photograph can be technically in focus and on point, but it might not Appe like, yeah, appeal to people. Art is very, it was whatever moves you. Yeah. As far as taking classes with Lori Egan, it was more about composition. It's really two different Yeah, so the, the art of it and the science of it. Yes. When you go to shoot, do you ever bring other people with you or do you prefer to do it on your own? I prefer to go by myself. I don't want to be swayed by what they're taking pictures of and I don't want to take pictures of the same thing that they take pictures of. Exhibiting or competing in these contests across the country can give you a lot more opportunity. Yes. Because And nowadays you're just going to send a digital sample of it. You're not going to True. send the actual picture. So True. you have the, the ability to, all you have to do is pay for the entry fee. Right. It's actually easier now that, that everything is uh, virtual because you whenever I would submit to these shows, you had to get your, your pieces framed, you know, blown up and framed, and it's a lot more, it's a big investment. Right. Um, but yeah, just to send a JPEG is, is there's no excuse. Yeah, <laughs> the, only, the only excuse now is that most of them wanted to be, have, have been taken in the last year or two. Oh yeah. You can't, you can't yeah. submit something I you took five have, years ago. Yeah, I actually have a lot that I, but yeah, which is a shame too, because I have a lot that I, I'm very proud of that I could have, but you know. Do you hang your art in your house? I do. I do. It brings, they bring back good memories, a lot of travel, um, which is fun. Last question. What do you think is the best way to learn photography, whether you want to do it for the sheer enjoyment of it or to eventually make a living as a photographer? I would take classes and surround yourself with people who, who like to do it too. It's, it's good to, to have encouragement and enthusiasm and support. And, and also just practice, keep it in your hands and, and experiment and don't be disappointed. The good news about digital photography is you could take so many photographs. Jill, it's been so nice to talk to you today. Thank you for making time to be here. Well, I'm so delighted that you wanted to interview me. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed every minute. I love the arts and I love to talk and that's why I'm talking to local artists. And if you like listening, then subscribe to my podcast. You can do it on this page, on iTunes, or anywhere you get podcasts. I'm Lucille Sapio, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk. Mm -hmm.